0: Welcome to Counselor Find, a podcast for counselors past and present, finding their way in faith and current culture. We are your hosts, Shrek and Shopvak, also known as Terry and Zach. Hello, hello, welcome back. Hey, everyone, welcome to Counselor <laughs> Find. <laughs> That's so great. What? just like jumped right in I yeah, love it
1: I, I normally don't no, change it up
0: I appreciate that so much thank you you're welcome yeah
1: um so so you want to talk about today
0: I don't know one of the um I guess yeah. the topic that is on the list is legalism yep that's the next one on the list but I didn't even know where to go with this oh boy I, you're not prepared I'm Like I've thought about it, but I don't, I don't know where to go with this. So, what do you think? I did a lot of research. Oh, okay. Well, then, everybody, welcome to Counselor Find. This is Zach's week to just lead. I talked to some
1: scholarly sources.
0: Scholarly.
1: I. Are you being serious? Some deep dives. I did some interviewing, some reporting. You know, I've got my material ready to go here. Okay.
0: Well, bring it.
1: <clears throat> let's talk about legalism. Okay. What is it?
0: Do you want my off the cuff answer? That's not in my notes. Correct. Yeah. So for me, legalism, when I hear that, I think that it's, um, it's a way of life where everything has to be by a set of rules and expectations, whether they're legitimate or not. It seems to be something that we live by code. And anything outside of that code um, is unacceptable. Right. How's that?
1: Sure. Sounds
0: good to me. So I would like a great example for me is the Mandalorian, right? He shows up, he meets other Mandalorians. They take their helmets off. He's like, what are you doing? You can't take your helmet off. Right. And they're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, this is the way. Mm. Like He's very legalistic about it. Like you have to do certain things the right way. Interesting. Okay. That would be my example of, of a legal code or a moral code. So, yeah, I think we've talked
1: about this before, legalism a bit. Or we talked about legalism and, and license a little bit? I don't know when. Mm. No, I don't remember. I don't remember when that was. Or <clears throat> Sorry if my, my voice is a little raspy today. I have a sore throat, so it's just going to sound a little crappy. Is it allergies, you think? <clears throat> I don't it's think starting so. Starting up
0: already or no? No? Okay, never mind
1: um we've definitely talked about it a little bit before um i think the opposite of legalism we'll call it license so those are kind of the two ends also alliteration is always good so um but i don't think we really defined legalism or went into what it is so much as we did the license side of it and i think that is partly because what i see today is that our Society is leaning a lot more towards license than it is legalism. Um, but that doesn't mean legalism doesn't exist today still. and That we don't need to be warned of it or weary of it or know what it is and know how it might exist. Because I think it just exists in a more subtle way, a more insidious way, as we like to say.
0: Nice. Yes.
1: That might be our favorite word in this podcast.
0: Should we change the name? No. Okay, good. Insidious? I don't know. I like just asked a horror movie? No, more like Darth Sidious. No. Slow, subtle, no nope. creeping of um, license into everything.
1: Um, no. Okay. So <clears throat> how do you think that legalism has crept into our current culture in the church in this area? Cause that's the context of which we're going to be talking today
0: yeah I that's a really interesting idea because license seems to be the uh, the method the the modus uh, the, the the method of the day I guess the the cry of the day like we need to be more loving and more gracious and that means having more license for people. Right. Right. That, and I don't disagree that we should be known for our love, right? We should, they'll know us as Christians by our love. Right. But then if we just allow everything and then there's no, how are they even going to see the difference between us and the world that, that there is love. And so I think that when, And the next logical step for that is then we need more boundaries for ourselves. And that sets up us up for the final step, which is into legalism. Mm -hmm. These are the boundaries then that we will set. So they will know that we're more loving and not so full of license. Right. And so I think if we're talking about the church in our context, some have gone very much that way Mm -hmm. that they've set up fences around what It means to be uh, a Christ follower, right? Or what their orthodoxy is. Like we need to protect our our truth, right? And we're not so, we haven't swung the pendulum so far from truth that now all we care about is social action and social justice. We still also need that that the truth. It's the truth that sets us free. Right. So the swing is from one side to the other, license or legalism. And so I I guess that's where I would see legalism is in that those, this return to orthodoxy, this, this, am I right?
1: Sure. I don't don't, know. It's just opinion. Like I don't, there's something wrong. Okay. Um, yeah, like, I guess I would say it definitely still exists. Um, one of my sources that I was talking to about this was saying that, um, they think that <clears throat> uh, one of the main ways it still is there Is that we're pretty guilty of thinking That the walks of others should look like ours So that's so, what someone else is going Oh that's you know, great Someone else's life needs still look the same as ours So yeah I think that's definitely true I think that's probably the main way I would still see it um, Especially in my own life like where I'm where I'm guilty of, of legalism at times would be it really just coming down to almost judgmental of somebody else or how they're doing something. And um, I think it comes down to this idea that like we forget that people have seasons in their life. That's part of it. And we forget that people their um, they're not, not their walks not gonna look like ours, right? And so um, <clears throat> we tend to get a microscopic view of somebody's life instead of looking at a full picture. And that can really hem us into a certain belief or thought of somebody. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question then? Like, so the, the Pharisees were really good at comparing other people to what they thought. Right. Right. And, and comparing them against themselves and saying, Oh, I'm so much better than that person. Yeah. I'm so much more religious. I'm so much closer to God than that person. Are you implying then that, that we do that as a community? Um, or is it still just individuals? Right? Like, because the Pharisees were an entire community of people. Maybe.
1: I guess what I would say is like, um, what might be a freedom for me might not be for you. And that like that, we really struggle with that. Right. Cause that would feel unfair. Um, so one example, that something that might be a freedom for me might not be one for you. Okay. So that would be one way where we like think that someone else's walk should look like ours. Um, and in
0: that, so an example of that would be the ability to have a beer. Sure. Um, I should be able to have a beer. You should not. well,
1: no, like someone would say, like, I don't think I should be allowed to have a beer, so neither should that person. But what just because you don't have that freedom or you feel like God hasn't given you that freedom or you've decided you don't have that freedom doesn't mean that someone else doesn't, right? Um, <clears throat> another example might be, like, in giving, when you give, how much you give, to whom you give, I think, like that's not going to look the exact same for everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if they look at a topic, we just finished talking about marriage. When you marry, who you marry, right? Like that's not looking the same for everybody. Um, how quick are we to, to look at that 30 year old who's not married and be like, Oh geez, what are they doing with their life? Right. And Like, that's not the point of it. <laughs>
0: So that's legalism, though, by it can judging be. somebody else's situation. Yeah, because you're you're assuming then that you know the right way, that you have the code, that you know God's heart. Yeah, and your what God's plan is for your just life is that universal. There's, yeah, there's
1: like there's like you're you just think there's a way it's supposed to happen or it's supposed to be done, and that can include our lives, how we live our lives as Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, another example might just be like. If you're dating and like how someone thinks you should act as a couple when you're together in public or whether how much time you should be alone or shouldn't be alone, like that could be different for each person. Like I don't again, like I, I would give recommendations based on my personal experience and, and things I've seen and whatever, but I can't say this is a hard and fast rule. Like putting a rule on that would be legalism, right?
0: Yeah, no, that's very fair. That that makes sense.
1: So, again, it is going to be tougher to think of things. like I would have found this a lot easier to think of just straight up things 10 years ago because maybe more than that, something like drinking would have been pretty, like, even taboo or, like, legalistic in that sense of, like, you shouldn't drink. Just, like, flat out drinking bad. Right? But that's changed a lot. But it's changed so much that now it's like the other side of it, right? There's no legalism surrounding it to the point of like no, it doesn't matter how much you drink. It's like, well, we've gone so far away from legalism that like you also can't be like living in sin or choosing sin every weekend, right, <clears throat> but what did my source say? This was actually really well like this quote, um. Let's be real. If sex, drugs, and rock and roll is our primary barometer for the spiritual health of a demographic, we're asking the wrong questions. So that's also really interesting, right? Like, we look at that discussion of legalism versus license. It's like, it's easy to point out, like, I would say sexuality and partying are the two biggest ways I see a lot of license these days. There's not a lot of remorse or thought for second thought or like thought on whether those things are right or wrong. Um, But I also think that if like we're measuring someone's spiritual health purely based on that, then that's also like we're missing the mark there a bit too, right? That would be easily turn that back into legalism if that's all you're thinking about in someone's life oh, well, I saw they got drunk, so therefore they're not a good Christian, right? If we really get into, like, the extreme of it, it'd be like maybe someone made a mistake one time and you happen to see them in that time. That's what I mean. You have that microscopic sense of somebody or scope of somebody. You saw them get drunk one time or they're in a bad stage of life, season of life right now, and you're focusing on a one-month period, and it's, like, one stage in their walk and you've made a decision about who they are. Right? That's legalism.
0: Well, it sounds very judgmental. It's kinda combined. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. See, I grew up in a place what was I would say was very legalistic in my church. Yeah. So when we went to church, we went to the nine o'clock family bible hour and there was no music. Mm -hmm. There was there was singing of hymns. Right. But they were requested from a hymn book and there was no instruments allowed. And it had to be only the men that could share. And uh, we always had to have communion. And it had to be a certain way. It had to be at a certain point in the service. It had to be, you know, it was an unspoken rule that you couldn't do it early or you couldn't right. do it in a different way. And uh, nobody went to the front to talk. You just kind of stood in your chair and shared. Um,
1: and that's tough because some so of that, those some of those things might be considered biblical to some people. Some of them might be considered just ritual and part of the way that they right. express. So there's a lot
0: of tradition their, and their pathway, involved in that. Right.
1: And so there's, it's tough. Like I can see how especially with the way you're wording it, it's easy to think like, Oh my, that's just, that's just doing things for the sake of doing them. That's so legalistic, but <clears throat> it's hard. So that's where it becomes difficult. How do we separate out those things that, well, maybe there's a biblical reason for that. Or maybe there's a, tradition behind that or maybe there's ritual behind that and there's like good behind ritual for some people and so where do we how do we find like it's hard to separate right
0: yeah it can be really hard to separate tradition or um ritual from that legalism right right but you're saying legalism is more judgmentalism
1: no, I just mean, like, like it's, it's sitting no, no, no. in
0: judgment on somebody on, on what they're doing.
1: No, I'm saying it's thinking there's a certain way to do things. And that might be largely often ends up being a certain way to live a Christian life. Cause that was like the practical things we can see, which then turns into, well, you're judging that person or as you're, I guess you're. Have judgment. I don't know, judgmental towards that person, <laughs> which that's only oh, a discussion of like whether we're called to or not do that with their fellow Christians and like we've go seen, down that path right now. But
0: yeah, because we've seen a lot of that over COVID, where some people were like, "If you get the the shot, then you don't believe in God." Right. Like, if you don't stand up against the government, I have
1: been told that.
0: Then you obviously don't believe have faith, yeah. right? And you're like, "Well, where is that? Like, how does that even fit?" Right. But then on the flip side, you have people that say, well, if you don't get the shot, then you don't love your neighbor and then you you must hate people. Like, well, that's not what, like, is that legalism? Like, they've kind of become very legalistic. I think for sure, yeah. You know, this is the box. And if you're outside of this box, it's not a judgment statement. It's like, you are wrong.
1: Yeah. And this is, again, like, this is where this is really tough and nuanced conversation because, like you were saying at the start, there's like... The typical rhetoric you hear nowadays of like, um, you, you do you, right? Like whatever works for you, whatever feels right for you, <clears throat> and so it's easy to be like, oh well, legalism is just like the opposite of that, and like the bad version. Like, like let's just for sure go with like the you do you thing, but that's not, that isn't like the correct route either. <laughs> yeah, like they're kind of on opposite ends of the scale from each other, and there is a medium somewhere in between.
0: Correct. Like Jesus was accused by the Pharisees because he hung out and went to parties with tax collectors and sinners, right? Right. He was accused of being a drunkard because he went to their parties. And then he turns around and says to him, you sound so good, but you've disobeyed the rule. Like God said, honor your father and mother. And you're like, I don't have to if I give my stuff. Like the money I was supposed to give for mom and dad, I gave to God. So I right. don't have to. Like, no, you still have to honor them. And so in in their legalism, they'd set up all the rules to get around actually serving God. Yeah. It's really interesting because I think a lot of our churches and denominations will set up, they don't set up a rule book, but there are certain rules that we all live by. Right? Like if you you have to cover your head or you have to wear a hat on Sunday or you have to make sure you... You do certain things like, why is this, where did this rule come from? Yeah. Why does it ha- like, why if I don't do that? Am I asked to, to leave?
1: Well, I think the way that we dress the church is a good one, right? Like there's always this idea growing up of like, you got to look respectable, which I don't necessarily disagree with, but at the same time, it was like this, it was taken too far into the sense that, like you felt like you'd get kicked out if you only wore a t shirt to, to to church. I right, like that's all I wear now, which is great.
0: <laughs> so, so I had a headache one day and right. I was wearing a ball cap to church. Yeah. Because it was so bright I had a headache. And I got into church and I was wearing a ball cap and Julia got mad at me. She's like, You gotta take your cap off. And I'm <sighs> like, Why is it okay in every other sphere of society except right. here on a Sunday morning from eleven till twelve? Yeah. Like it used to be, I understand that, but it's not anymore. And I actually had a reason for wearing it.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: is that legalism or is that I just being so. respectful we, I mean, of the situation? I don't, it's Was tough. I being like, a jerk maybe well, rebellious or was it like. Okay.
1: I don't think you're being disrespectful of the situation, but it's possible you're being disrespectful to others. But that's again, tough because like. Maybe you don't think it's disrespectful to wear a hat in church, but just because my grandma thinks it is, that doesn't mean, like, sorry, are you supposed to conform to what she thinks? I don't know.
0: Well, the Bible <clears throat> would say, like, look, just bite the bullet and care for the the right. other person. Yes. And that should swing both ways. Don't they make should, them angry. Basically. Don't make them angry, but it should swing the other way. They shouldn't stand there saying, man, that, that young right. Terry has no respect.
1: You're both being called to be the the bigger person.
0: We're both being called to be that person. Exactly.
1: I I mean I've mentioned this before, how like drives me nuts at camp, how we say whenever someone prays in front of all the campers, they always say hats off. And we do it. And it's this like really bizarre thing that has been passed down and passed down, passed down from the seventies when it used to be that you were absolutely sinning if you prayed with your hat on. Like that was disrespectful, right? Well, Nobody here is going to be disrespected or feel disrespected if you keep your hat on during your prayer. And I feel to me, all I feel like is we're teaching the kids is that they can't pray with their hat on. Yeah. Like that, that's which, isn't true. For, which isn't true. Why? Sh- like, why do they need to take their hat? off? They're outside in 30 degree heat. They should probably just keep it on. God right. can still hear them.
0: Yeah. And you're not going to get a sunburn.
1: Like, are we just being legalistic at that point to be like, you need to take your hat off. If we can pray. Right. Like, no, the nine-year-old that's listening to you pray who's about to get heat exhaustion does not need to take his hat off. Right. Sorry, right. that same, just me nuts. Same thing <laughs> when I was at a downtown
0: church and someone would come in off the street and be a part of the church and they didn't dress like everybody else that was part right. of that church. But nobody went up and asked them to, to change their clothes yeah, can or you go take put your hat on. on? Please? <laughs> would, you, would you mind not wearing that shirt, that concert t-shirt with swear words on it? Like... Nope. We're just glad you're here. Thanks for being here. Like we hope you meet with God this morning. Right. That's what we're here to do is meet with God. And I feel like, um, but it can be really tough though, then to, how do we then manage this journey? Zach, like between what the Bible says is sin, what the Bible says is truth, what the Bible calls us to be holy, right? Be holy because I'm holy. God is holy. He wants that. Peter says in 1 Peter that we should, you know, persevere and grow in holiness. So then how do we do that without appearing legalistic? How do we call our friends to to truth and higher holiness to greater, I don't know, being set apart for God, right? Holiness means set apart for God. So how do we call our friends to be set apart for God when they just want to conform to everything the world says is okay?
1: Yeah, I I don't know. Like, am I
0: now a legalistic?
1: Yeah, this is where the balance comes in, right? And I'm not sure of the answer
0: here. (laughs) Zach, you're the one who did the research. I didn't get that far. (laughs) What did Uh, your source? What did your source say? uh, That's always I
1: got all from my source. Yeah. Um, uh, no, okay, yeah. let me think about this for a second. So, what do we do when we want to call each other higher, but we don't want to be legalistic? Hmm. That's tough.
0: But isn't that what we're called to do?
1: Take the fleck out of your own eye before you take the log out of another.
0: Okay, sure. But then Paul says in Galatians, we need to carry each other's burdens. I know, in it's Galatians confusing. 5... In Galatians 6, he says, look, don't do these things. Mm -hmm. Instead, show the fruit of the spirit, right? Stay away from debauchery and fornication and stealing and murdering and dishonoring your parents. Don't do those things. Instead, have joy, love, peace, patience, the fruit of the spirit.
1: Sucks that he said that murder one.
0: I know. Anyway, yeah. And I, then he's like, and then carry each other's burdens, but be careful because you might sin yourself. Like he warns us. Like if you go into the party with your buddy to say, hey, you're not living a holy life, be careful because you're going to want to party too.
1: Yeah, I
0: I guess. I don't know, man. I don't know the answers. Like, like in first Corinthians, he spends a lot of time saying we need to be able to judge one another. We don't do things because we are under grace, right? He has this very clear argument where like, do I sin because I have grace so that sin can, the grace can abound more because God just gets to forgive me more. He's like, no, I don't do that. He's like, well, do I, do I sin because I know it's okay for me to, I can handle three beers, but you can only handle two. So it's too bad for you. I get three, you get two. He says, no, you don't, you don't have any beer because... You care for your brother. You care for your sister. Right. So there's a real aspect of being in a family here that says we need to care for you as brothers and sisters. True. If we love each other, we should actually care for each other. Yeah. And so how do we do that? How do we do that well? How do we do that in a way that, that encompasses this without becoming legalism?
1: Are you asking me to give you the answer? Yeah. I don't know. It's not like a two-step, three-step way. Here you go. Boom, boom, boom. Like what? Like, I don't know if you're asking the right question.
0: I'm probably not. I'm verbally processing at the moment. Like,
1: you're essentially asking how do you tell somebody they're doing something wrong in their life. I don't think there's really ever a good way to do that. Like at the end of the day, if but we are called to do that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's probably somebody you're going to be close with. It's probably somebody that you're really close with. It should be probably.
0: And so, so there should be a relationship.
1: There's going to be a relationship and there should be an open discussion and a logging alongside them. And they, it isn't just like a one and done. Hey, stop doing that.
0: No, there's, I think you're right. I think there has to be a relationship. Coming alongside the whole idea of carrying somebody else's burden is that you enter into the burden. Right. And you're not going to do that with a total stranger that you see at a party right. or someone that you know from church that shows up at the same place you are or is going into a place that you don't think they should be going into. You're like, Hey, I don't think you should be doing that. Right. Well then enter the burden, right? What is the burden they're carrying? How are you helping them carry that?
1: Yeah, I think I don't know. This isn't really the part I was wanting to get into. This oh, is, okay. Sorry. Like, this isn't legalism. This is like the how do we approach our brothers and sisters in
0: in ju- grace, okay? Judgment
1: and sure. I don't know. But does
0: that not stem from the fact that I think I know what's right and I I know the rules, what's right and wrong? Isn't that what legalism is? It's living by a set of laws.
1: Well, I don't know. You designed
0: it, remember? Yeah, so then where did you want to go with this? Mm. You just wanted to talk about whether we think there's legalism in our churches? Well, you want to talk about legalism, but then you didn't do any prep. <laughs> so. Well, that's kind of where I thought it would go. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Legalism exists. Be warned of it. I guess that's all I have to say, really. Well,
0: that's a good warning. Yeah. Like I just want us to be aware of how we actually navigate it how do we not fall into the trap of becoming legalistic ourselves
1: yeah it's tough for me because i lean towards legalism like i know that i'm always going to lean that direction but that's like <clears throat> that's where i lean for my that's, like, that's where my moral compass points When i'm not sure i just lean towards legalism just find some rules yeah, to live by. If I don't know, pick a rule, make a rule of uh, it.
0: Yeah, I right? can see that. Do
1: you know what I mean, though?
0: No, like, because that's not how I would, I would naturally okay. bend. Uh, I,
1: I, I know should I it. smoke weed or not? Hmm. No, the law well, of- the Bible mentions that I should be careful with what I put in my body and state of mind. Some stuff doesn't say I shouldn't. It's right. just some stuff that I'm gonna choose to say. Mm, it's not sure. It's probably not a good idea. So I'm going to say it it's hard and fast. I should not. That's a sin. Right. That's probably legalism. Doesn't mean I'm wrong. <laughs> but to me, that's the easy way. That's my. That's that's what helps me to avoid it. It's to just take that leap into legalism for and it. And
0: push, push that boundary all the way out to the edge. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, that makes sense.
1: But... I don't know. Legalism is a weird topic. Yeah. Because, yeah, it often leads to judgment. Judgmentalism. Judgment, judgment, judging. Judgmenting. (laughs) Yeah, because you've set
0: your boundaries, right? (laughs) Yeah. And they're hard boundaries. Do I do this? No. Does it make logical sense to me? Yep. Right. Should it make logical sense to everyone? Well, yeah, Why not? So then that's a hard and fast rule that you hold that should apply universally. Mm -hmm. Or then we get a hundred teens and young adults living here together or in our churches. You've got 500 people at your church. And if they all set those hard and fast rules of universalism. Yeah. Suddenly you've got 500 people with hard and fast rules. I think like the
1: ultimate form of legalism. That. Ultimately, legalism is just like the lack of grace and freedom, and so like <clears throat> it's just like to be to be careful that that does not i don't know there in your life like at camp, for example, I can think of like times when you know we were super legalistic about worship, so like every we had to do it before breakfast before session before whatever like we did it these two three times a day it was always this many songs between this and this many songs and it was from this style and this like there was set ways to do it and it was like not necessarily wrong if you didn't do it that way but like basically wrong if you didn't do it that way and like there's just no room in there for freedom there's no room for grace there's no room for any other way right and like That's just not okay.
0: No, it doesn't seem, it didn't feel okay, did it? No. And we've done that in other places, I think, as well.
1: Yeah. I think it's just like, comes down to like, we get so focused on the how that we lose the why. Or the
0: what. Or the
1: what. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like the spirit of it all becomes lost because we're just so focused on the how.
0: yeah it's really tough because some that's where our traditions grow out of right? Yeah. If we do it this way, then it doesn't become nobody's going to be hurt, no one's gonna get left out. no one's gonna you know fall into sin. if we do it this way, then we protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. but then we lose the spirit of the law, which is what Jesus accused the Pharisees of. so we've just become Pharisees, right. Right, we're, we're so much closer to Pharisees than we are to Jesus, it seems, in, in so many ways that way. Because we want those traditions, we want those black and whites, we want to know what's right and what's wrong. And how do we protect ourselves from doing the wrong thing? Grace is really messy. <laughs> if you, If you go down that path where it's like, it's not okay, but it's where you're at. So I guess this is where you're at. Let's see what God will do. Right. The other thing is, is, is not only that, but the Holy Spirit's really scary because the Holy Spirit does things and is the one that actually has the power to save people. If we really believe that, then we've allowed God to have ultimate control of everything. And that's a really hard place for humans to be, to not be in control, to not know the boundaries, to not, know our freedoms, right? Yeah. I think that's really tough. I think it's really tough. That's a great little conversation. Anyway, that's all I had. I don't know. Well, that's good. There's probably more we could go off of that, but thanks Zach. Thanks, Zach Source. Zach's sources. Source.
1: Sources, my sources,
0: yeah. Nice. They're, They're fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. That was good. All right. That's it? Um yeah, I think so. Are you, is there anything else you'd like to discuss or talk about? Um, Easter's coming up. Anything about that?
1: Watch The Passion of the Christ, if you've never seen it.
0: Oh, that's a really excellent conversation.
1: Yeah, I hesitate saying excellent movie because...
0: No, it's an excellent conversation, <laughs> though.
1: It's a really... Not <laughs> but it is. It's an amazing movie. It has a good ending. So, Well, I think... I'm not going to spoil the I not think, ending. but... <laughs> You should watch it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing. Pretty moving. Yeah. I think it's important to be... A, well, okay, I'm a visual learner. Okay. So it's super important for me. <clears throat> but I think it's important for anybody to be able to visualize the story of Jesus dying for us. Especially when we're at the time of year where we celebrate that. So I think putting it, putting it in front of your eyes really really can impact you so i think it's worth doing probably yearly in my opinion but
0: yeah it should be a regular practice of of remembrance yeah at least once a year we should have easter
1: i'm not saying everything in that movie is perfectly correct i just no. it's good overall
0: is there other movies that you think fall into that same kind of like should i should watch this annually
1: um i don't know like
0: spiritually like I don't know. I don't have any.
1: What are other spiritual movies? I don't don't know.
0: There was um, one a couple years ago with Mercy Me that people were watching. Oh,
1: yeah. I can't remember what that's called. I never saw
0: it. Okay. And then there was one with um, Lee Lee Strobel, Case for Christ. Oh, I love
1: that one. Watch that one yearly for sure. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I love that
1: movie. I haven't seen that one.
0: Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, it's so good yeah yeah so that's another annual movie top yeah yeah. yeah. It's the one with Mercy Me it was Father Forgiveness or something it was like a song title yeah Inside Out Forgive Me I don't know I don't know that's interesting Inside Out it's not what it is
1: <laughs> okay uh, anything
0: else no that was good thank you so much sure well that's it for me okay yeah. bye
1: talk to you later